Welcome to another episode of The Genius Podcast. The Genius Podcast is a place where Catholic women can access sage wisdom, advice, encouragement, and inspiration to live their vocation as a Catholic woman. The Genius Podcast is part of a much bigger initiative for Catholic women called The Genius Project. The Genius Project is a place for Catholic women to connect, lead, dream and grow. Many years ago when I studied at the John Paul II Institute, I was struck by how little formation women had in what it actually means to be a Catholic woman in the world today. And so The Genius Project is very much about equipping women, inspiring women and providing formation in all these areas of life that will see them living the abundant life and stepping into the fullness of who God has created them to be. At The Genius Project, we seek to do this through The Genius Podcast, the online courses and resources, and very excitingly, the Mastermind Masterclass that we will be launching in just over a week. Now, this is a hugely exciting new opportunity for Catholic women. This Masterclass is a three-month program in which you will be in a small group of approximately 10 women. And I will walk through this course with you as your strategist, mentor and coach over those 12 weeks. It will be an exciting journey of transformation as we unpack things like our mindset and how to overcome limiting beliefs, setting up rhythms of renewal that will really see us flourish in life as women. I think so often we are just sleepwalking through our own life. And so rather than sleepwalking through our life, this course invites you to be really intentional about all areas of your life so that you can step into the fullness of who God created you to be. We're also going to deep dive into what are your unique gifts and skills and mission that God has uniquely given to you. And then how do you activate those in service of the people around you and your wider community? So I just want to invite you, if this resonates with you, if you are living a life where you're feeling a little overwhelmed and depleted and feel like life is rather chaotic, then I would love to extend this invitation to you to join this masterclass. As women, I think we really fall down in this area of investing in ourselves. And my husband's always had this great saying that we cannot give what we do not possess. And so as women, we are called to live a life of abundance. We are called to live in the fullness of who God created us to be. But so often we're not doing that because we're living from a place of depletion. We're living from a place of being overwhelmed and of just giving and giving and giving to the point that we are completely empty. And so what this masterclass is doing is really about filling your cup so that you can give in meaningful and abundant ways. But I think one of the barriers that women have is sometimes they feel that they can't invest in themselves. They feel guilt. And that is a huge barrier for so many women. We are very happy to help pay for our husband's gym membership or our kids sporting activities. But when it comes to paying for something that's going to pour into us, we stop short. We feel guilt and we feel like we're not worth that. But I just want to say to you, what if you did invest in yourself? And what if that investment meant the transformation of your life and then that had a flow on effect to those who were closest to you. Many years ago, my husband actually said to me, Karen, it's actually selfish of you not to invest in yourself because when you don't invest in yourself, you're actually then limiting yourself and what you can give 
to others. I remember this was around my gym membership. I felt guilty about joining the gym and going off to the gym. But you know what, when I actually did that, when I actually crossed that barrier in my mind of feeling guilt and feeling like I couldn't, and I actually stepped into that, it just opened up my life in a new and a powerful way. I had more energy, I felt happier, and it was just better for everyone around me. So I want to invite you to join this masterclass. And if you do have that barrier, I just want you to take a step back and rethink it. It's going to be an incredibly exciting journey of transformation, and I would just love for you to join us on the journey. Each masterclass has a limited number of seats and we are over 75% full for this first masterclass. So if you are interested, please send me an email at karen at geniusproject.co and I would love to tell you more about it. But for now, let's dive into this week's Genius Podcast episode on renewal of the mind. So welcome back to season two of the Genius Podcast. This is episode five and we're going to be looking at renewing our mind today. And I want to begin by just reading to you a scripture verse from Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And this is really the foundation of what we're going to unpack in this week's episode. So if you've got a Bible, you can have a look. Otherwise, just listen as I read this to you. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is God's will, his good, pleasing and perfect will. I just love that scripture. That has always been a foundational scripture in my life. And I think it bears fruit time and time again when we really lean in and allow the Lord to transform us, then the fruit is always really beautiful. And so that's the foundation of today's podcast episode. And I want to say that as women, I think that we can often find ourselves struggling internally. Like there are plenty of women out there who they look great on the surface and we think that they have it all together. I remember recently there was a lady at school pickup and she was a beautiful woman, very attractive, perfect car, perfect kids, perfect gym clothes. She didn't even look like she needed to go to the gym and she just looked like she had it all together. But one day I was taking my kids to the car and she dropped something and she burst into tears. And so I went over to her and I just asked if she was okay. And she just unloaded about all these things that she was carrying. She was struggling with anxiety and she was just overwhelmed and overburdened. And I thought, gosh, how interesting that the perception that I had of her was that she had it all together. She was rocking it all over the place and she was just doing life really well. But inside, she wasn't. And, you know, I offered to have coffee with her the following week and we've actually gotten to know each other and she is just a beautiful person. But as I sat with her over a cuppa and she sort of shared, I guess, what had been burdening her heart I realized that she had been keeping it together for so long that she was utterly exhausted from the facade. And as she unpacked these things, the anxiety and the worries and the fears and the lack of confidence, believe it or not, that she had, 
I was just listening to her and I realized, gosh, all of these things begin in your mind. And this is what I said to her. I'm like, all of the things that she was struggling were rooted in her beliefs that originated in her mind. And so in this episode today, I want to give you a few short tips because this is really where we begin in our mind. Proverbs 4 verse 23 says to guard your heart above all things because out of your heart all the issues of life will flow. If you've heard me teach on the feminine genius before, I unpack the four central qualities of the feminine genius and one of those is receptivity. And when I'm unpacking that, I use this scripture from Proverbs just to talk about the importance of our hearts being open, our hearts being receptive to the Lord so that as women, we can practice this gift of receptivity in the world and bring our genius in that way. But what we have to understand is the convictions in our heart, those things which we live by and that we're passionate and we feel about, those convictions actually begin in our minds. And so when the Bible talks about being transformed and renewing our mind, This is what it's talking about. It's saying, if your mind is right, if your mindset is right in Christ, this will have a knock-on effect in your life. So you get your mindset right, that will drop into your heart, your spirit, and become your convictions. And then those convictions are the things by which you will live by. They will determine your actions and your behavior. So do you see that knock-on effect? Our mindset drops into our heart, which then determines our behavior and our actions. And this is so, so important. There's a great quote from Frank Outlaw where he says, Watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become deeds. Watch your deeds, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become character. And character is everything. When character is lost, everything is lost. And so this is really, really important. And as we walk into Holy Week, I really want to invite you into this journey, into, I guess, unpacking and asking the Lord to reveal the areas in your life, in your mindset that need to be renewed, that need that deep transformation by the power of the Holy Spirit and the person of Jesus Christ, so that you can be fully alive and step into the fullness of who God has created you to be as a woman. So what I'm going to do is give you six quick insights into how you can begin this journey of renewing your mind, especially as we walk into Holy Week. So if you've got a pen and paper, here is number one. Number one is be careful what you feed. Now, there's a beautiful story about this old man with a young man And they're talking about this idea of mindset. And I just want to share this with you because it really sums up this first point of be careful what you feed. So the story goes, the man said, my dear one, the battle between the two wolves is inside of us all. One is evil. It is anger, envy, jealousy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. But the other is good, and it is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, 
empathy, generosity, truth, compassion and faith. The grandson thought about this for a moment and then he asked his grandfather, which wolf wins? And the grandfather said, the one that wins is the one you feed. So I wonder which wolf you're feeding in your life. Are you feeding the wolf that wants to take you down that path of negativity or are you feeding the wolf that actually wants to take you on a life-giving path that will see you flourish in life? So I wonder which wolf you're feeding right now. And I really invite you as you're listening to this, just to quickly take an inventory of your own life. Where are you with this right now? Are you stuck in negative thought processes and negative mindsets about yourself, about other people, about the circumstances of your life, about God? Like, are you stuck in the rut of negativity? Or are you doing all right? Are you pulling yourself up when you think those negative thoughts and reorienting them towards Christ and the truth of who you are and his promises and faithfulness to you. So I wonder which wolf you're feeding. We can feed each of these wolves in many different ways, but let's just focus for a moment on the negative and we'll look at the positive in a different point. But some of those ways in which you feed that negative wolf, the one that's going to take you down the path that leads ultimately to the death of your soul. So what are some of those ways in which you can feed that wolf? Well, I think number one is we are living in an information overload era. So sitting up late at night, scrolling through news, being addicted to the internet, your phones, social media, Instagram, whatever it is, that is one of the prime ways that you will feed this negative mindset, this negative wolf. And so I really want to encourage you to take a break sometimes from social media or from all the news websites. Being immersed in social media and constantly consuming all this information that's around us is actually not good for us. Yes, we do need to know some of what's going on in the world, true. But when it becomes obsessive, And when we're checking in on that multiple times throughout the day, that's when that has become really unhealthy. And that is how you will feed this negative wolf, this negative mindset. Take social media, for example. If you're constantly scrolling through Instagram, what you're actually doing is you're comparing your gifts and who you are, how you look against all the other people on Instagram. Now, that can only lead to a negative place. Because it leaves you feeling with this sense of anxiety, it creates foreboding, it makes you feel like you're not good enough. Take the news cycle, for example, it is endless. You can just be overwhelmed with information from the news around the world. So what does that do? That just creates incredible amounts of anxiety. And once again, this foreboding where you think something terrible is going to happen. So I really want to encourage you to take a break from that sometimes and to shut down that wolf. Shut it down before it becomes an issue. So that's number one. Be careful what you feed. Number two is to create a feast in your life, not a famine. It's one of the basic principles of life that we reap what we sow. So sometimes we can, through our choices, through what we spend our time on and who we spend our time with, we can end up creating a famine in our life. And this famine means that when a crisis hits or when we might struggle in identity or with anxiety, we have nothing on which to draw. But you know what? You can, through your choices, 
Create and build a feast in your life so that you are not getting into those difficult situations. And if challenges do come, then you have something on which to draw. One of the best ways in which you can create this feast in your life is by memorizing and reading scripture and not just memorizing it, but declaring it out loud, speaking those promises and those truths over your own life. And I tell you, this this has enormous, enormous power. So if your vulnerability is fear, memorize scriptures, meditate on scriptures around fear. The same is if your issue is trust or confidence or if you're struggling with gossip or other negative characteristics, go to Proverbs because there's a lot of smackdown right there. But here's the thing. You can't just read the Bible sporadically. It needs to become a consistent habit and I would say a daily habit in your life. And this is one of the greatest ways in which you can renew your mind and be transformed is by reading the word of God. So that's number two. Number three is just to pray. It's really obvious, but sometimes we forget to do it. So invite the Holy Spirit to convict you of where your negative mindsets lie. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the areas that God wants to heal you in, that he wants to renew you in, that he wants to transform you in. And I promise you he'll do it. It might not always be comfortable. In fact, sometimes when we pray this prayer, God has to take us down into that negativity, down into, I guess, whatever is around that, whether that's something that's happened to us or negative things spoken about or by us. God needs to take us to that place so that he can renew us. And I love the quote that says that often this place This place of great struggle is actually the place of great encounter. So whatever you do, try and carve out some time for prayer in your daily routine. Often it can be really helpful to journal this process, especially when we're coming to renewing the mind, where we want to lay out in prayer if we've asked the Lord to show us what are those negative mindsets and we can write those down and then we can counter that with the word of God in scripture and then write down where the Lord is convicting us and how he is working in our lives. This week, I'm giving away the Genius Project Ultimate Guide to Journaling. So if you're interested in that, please send me a personal message on Instagram, genius underscore project underscore daily, or email me at karen at geniusproject.co. And I can send you that beautiful document on how to journal. So that is the third point about praying and inviting the Holy Spirit to really walk with you. Because I promise you that God wants nothing more than our wholeness. He wants your freedom and he wants your freedom from the things that hold you back and negative mindsets and all of that stuff that just bogs us down in a lack of self-worth, a lack of confidence, a lack of trust and fear. God wants to free you from those things because that is not the life he intended for you when he created you. So number one is be careful what you feed. Number two is to create a feast, not a famine. Number three is to pray and invite the Holy Spirit in. And number four is to renew your mind by capturing negative thoughts before they stick. So often these negative thoughts just come into our mind and it's almost like we can't control them. 
But what if I told you we actually could control them? And this is a really important part of this scripture from Romans about renewing our minds because we actually can do that. If you've heard me before, you will have heard me speak and quote St. Augustine and St. Joan of Arc. And I think that's really important. And I'm going to highlight those two quotes for you now. So St. Joan of Arc said, act and God will act. St. Augustine said, he who created you without your cooperation, he will not save you without your cooperation. So it's not enough just to go, okay, God, change my negative mindset, like renew my mind, la-di-da, ta-da, here we are. No, sometimes we actually have to be active participants in our own life and in our own transformation under the gaze and the help of the Holy Spirit. And so this is a really important part. I'm going to give you a little bit of neuroscience now for a moment because this is how we can actively participate in the renewal of our minds and changing our mindsets with Jesus. So within our brains, we have this little part in our brains called the RAS, the Reticular Activating System. And understanding a little bit of neuroscience here is important because it shows us why we struggle so much with limiting mindsets and a lack of faith and belief. So the RAS is a part of our brain that focuses on what is important to us. It also controls how you perceive yourself, which is your self-image, and the quality of your life. So if you have a belief in your brain that was probably formed when you were young, and experiences through your life may have reinforced that, your RAS now is constantly looking for ways to reinforce those messages, those mindsets, those images. So the RAS is like a gatekeeper to what you're noticing in the world. So if you have a negative self-image, the chances are you'll be scanning out situations, events, what people say that will back that up for you. If you're struggling with a lack of belief and faith that God will not abandon you, the RAS will look for any number of ways to back that up as well. I just find all of this really fascinating. My husband has been doing a lot of work in this area for many, many years, particularly in the area of helping men overcoming their addiction and their struggle with pornography. And we look at neuroscience and we look at how the rewiring of the brain is a crucial part of walking out of that addiction. So if it's powerful enough to walk people out of that addiction, it's powerful enough to help you in terms of overcoming the negative mindset and the limiting self-belief that you have. So I want to give you a classic example of this. Back in 2017, we were traveling around the world for a couple of months, exactly actually this time four years ago. My gosh, time passes so quickly. And my husband was about to give a major keynote at a huge Catholic teachers convention. He was giving a keynote to about 10,000 Catholic teachers. This is just a little aside. He actually came home one day about four days before this keynote and said, I think the Holy Spirit's telling me to change the talk. And I looked at him. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. The Holy Spirit cannot possibly be telling you to change a major keynote to 10,000 people two days or three days before the event. Anyway, I was wrong. He was right. And he'd been going to adoration and listening to the Lord. Anyway, he changed his talk and it was it was utterly brilliant. That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is we were in New York City and our kids really wanted a puppy. 
and all of a sudden they decided that they wanted a cavoodle. And up until that point, I'd never seen or heard of a cavoodle. But from that point when they started talking about it and noticing cavoodles, do you know what? That's all I saw was cavoodles. So you see how my brain wasn't aware of something before and it wasn't looking for it. But all of a sudden, when I had that word cavoodle and that image of a cavoodle in my head, everywhere I looked, I was seeing cavoodles. And so this is how the RAS works in our brain. It seeks out any kind of facts or information that can back up a belief. So the cavoodle was a positive story. You know, negative thoughts just steal and take up so much mental space in our heads. And sometimes we just have to let go of them. We just have to dump them because they are of no use. They have no benefit to us. I don't know if you've had any experiences like that in your own life. And I wonder if as I'm speaking, you are sort of thinking about and categorizing areas and negative thoughts in your own life. And I hope that you do. I hope that this really sparks something within you to take a look, take inventory of your own life so that God can renew you. So often when he brings up these negative mindsets for us, whether it's in prayer or whether it's just something we become aware of, it's because he wants to transform us precisely in that area. I don't know if you've ever heard a kid say, you know what, I can't unsee that. It's like once you see this pattern in your life, once you see something or you become aware of it, you can't unsee it. You can't pretend it's not there. So my advice is it's far better to deep dive into it and deal with it when God brings it up rather than trying to stuff it to the side. It's much better to let those things come to the surface so that the Holy Spirit can, I guess, perform divine surgery on them and to free you from those. Part of this renewal of the mind and and around capturing negative emotions means that when things come up, we need to be really intentional. We need to kind of step away from ourselves and go, okay, what is that that I am feeling? What is that that I am thinking? And then what can I do about that? Philippians 4 verse 8 says, think about whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. But I don't know about you, but some days my head is certainly not thinking about all the pure, wonderful, lovely, admirable, excellent and praiseworthy things in the world because it often just has a negative bias. And I think that's how we're wired as humans, that our brains naturally go towards the negative. It's part of our survival mechanism. So we have to train ourselves to come back. We have to train ourselves to notice the negative thought, to ask ourselves where that's coming from. Is that based in fact and truth? And most of the time it's not. Then we need to invite the Holy Spirit in and let it go. Okay? So that leads on to my next point. Number five is just act intentionally. Be very intentional about what you choose to allow into your life, what you choose to allow yourself to think about, how you spend your time, the people you keep company with. All of these things will impact your mind. And so if you want to renew your mind and renew your mind in Christ, then you need to get really intentional. And I would suggest invite the Holy Spirit in to walk with you on that process. And my final point, point six, is if nothing changes, nothing changes. 
Jonathan often quotes Albert Einstein to me where he said, the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing while expecting a different result. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I tend to repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again until I finally get it. Jonathan often tells me that people learn one of two ways, one by a gentle word and others by a piece of two by four. It's like a big piece of timber and being whacked over the head time and time again until you finally get the message and the lesson. In the work that Jonathan and I get to do, we get to do a lot of speaking and we speak uh, nationally here in Australia and in the US. But one of the things I've noticed and one of the great privileges is not so much the speaking we get to do as it is the listening. And so much of the time after we've given a talk, we will have any number of people come up and share their story with us. And one thing I notice talking to people when we've sort of given a talk is that sometimes there are groups of people who get stuck on repeat in their own life. So there are some people who repeat the same story over and over again, and they're not actually interested in changing. They're not actually interested in transformation. I don't know why this is. Maybe it's because it's more comfortable to stay with a familiar story. But I just want to tell you today that Jesus has come that you would have life and that you would have it to the full, that you would have it in abundance. And the whole part of this life that Jesus is inviting us into requires our growth and requires our transformation. So we can't just stay stuck on repeat. We have to move forward with the help of the Holy Spirit, but we have to move forward. And so we have to make some changes. So I really want to invite you to think about right now, what are two changes that you're going to make this week in this area of mindset shift and being renewed by the transformation of your mind? Because nothing changes if nothing changes. And so even if your actions aren't perfect, just take one step forward in this area. And I really encourage you just to sit with that scripture in Romans to begin with and see what the Lord brings up for you. So I hope that episode was helpful. So if any of that resonated with you today or struck a chord with you or you're curious and you just want to go a bit deeper, can I invite you to join me in the masterclass that I'm hosting for Catholic women starting in a couple of weeks after Easter. In this masterclass, we're really going to deep dive into this area. There's an entire module dedicated to looking at our mindset and looking at how with Christ we can renew our minds and be transformed in this area. So if you're interested in this masterclass, we have limited places available. We're already 75% full. So if you are interested, please send me an email, karen at geniusproject.co. And I can't wait for this journey ahead. It is super exciting. We are just going to unleash on the world some amazing women once they've been through this course and have experienced this transformation. And I'm super excited about it. So look, God bless you. Have a beautiful Holy Week. Have a blessed Easter. Make sure you create time and space this week just to really soak up this last week of Lent and then enter into the Easter journey. God bless you.